Unsyndicated presents. With Sean Belegian. What is up? Glad you can join us wherever you may be. It is off the air on a Tuesday night. My name is Sean Belegian. Of course, my pal Blake here. Uh, you can also catch him on the Mitch Album Show on 760 WJR and Sports Wrap. Um, today was a little better than yesterday. I, I'm not lying. I was gutted yesterday. I, I'm not. I'm not joking. Not, no exaggeration. I was gutted yesterday. Um, yesterday it yes. hit you like in finality. It just hit you. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing some Super Bowl stuff and I, you know, I, I turned into a petulant baby. I'm not watching the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> oh, you weren't one of those guys. Come on. I, no, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to be home by myself with my puppies and we'll watch the puppy bowl, but we're not watching the Super Bowl. I, I was that guy. And, um, oh, no. you know, I joked about this when we did the recap the other day, Blake. Um, I haven't taken a loss this hard in a long time. Like, as I've grown up, trust me, when I was younger, I used to throw things and the holy wall and, you know, you know what I mean by the holy wall. Yes. Um, I, I haven't taken a loss this hard in a long time. It was just it, the missed opportunity about it just got to me. Yesterday, just it, it kind of felt like I don't know. I, I don't mean to sound morbid. It was just kind of the day of a funeral, like uh, you know. Yeah. But today's better for a myriad of reasons, and we'll get to some of those reasons as well. How are you, my friend? Uh, I you know I'm hanging in there. You know, you're a little agitated tonight. I am. I'm a little. I'm frustrated. All right, talk to or, me. And uh, I don't want to come off as negative, but I'm going to be negative right now. I'm a very, like, I have no issue with streaming. Okay. So I, I just want to preface that right off the rip. I hope not. I, yeah, exactly. But like live sports, like the people that were pissed off about the NFL game on Peacock, the NFL playoff game, or like whatever. Michigan and Michigan State play tonight in basketball. First of all, how many people in the chat? knew that that game was tonight because I'm willing to bet it's a low percentage because it's not, well, I know you know, but so first of all, that's frustrating. Second of all, three years ago, this was a marquee matchup in all of college basketball. Absolutely. You put it right up there with Duke and North Carolina a few years ago. It was the game for the big 10. It and a lot of the times it decided the Big Ten. I understand both teams are a little down this year. I think MSU, Tom Izzo will figure it out. They'll make a run. That's what they do. Will Juwan they? Ha yeah, yeah. Tom will Izzo they? figures it out. I'm being serious. I, 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 I'm not seeing it out of this team. I know it's happened in the past. I get it, but I, I'm just being honest. You know. I think they'll get in, make a run. I'm not so sure. It, it I'm not so sure. I just would. I go would ahead. I'm sorry it. to interrupt you, friend. No, you're fine. This is discourse. I like this. 
I think they'll make a run, whatever. Michigan, Juwan, it's not working clearly, but whatever. That's that's a story for another day. But the fact that it's on Peacock and it's like Duke, North Carolina would never be on ESPN Plus. Never, ever, ever in a million years. Do we agree on that? Yes. But this game, this matchup, one of the biggest rivalries in the Big Ten, nobody can argue that is on Peacock, and it does not make any sense to me. And again, like I said, I'm very pro-streaming. I have no issue streaming games, whatever. I don't even have regular cable. I use YouTube TV for everything. No free ads, but that's what I use. So It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I know why it's happening because of all these TV deals and what yeah. the Big Ten decided to do and diversify and everything, and it all comes back to football. And it all makes sense. I get it. I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's welcome to the future, right? I mean, I think we all know that this is the way things are going. We all know what's going on with Bally right now. And mm-hmm. and obviously with, with Amazon, I mean, that that is unbelievable when you think about it. But, I mean, this is business today. And, and I think for me, Blake, I feel your pain 100%. But... I guess for me, I've also kind of accepted that this is business today and and sports in particular. I'm just happy. Longtime listeners will know. I used to go off on rants about college sports. Like, stop with the student-athlete garbage, right? Just stop. This is a money-making operation. They're not even hiding it anymore. And and I like the cap. I'm glad. Good. Good. I'd rather it be that way than the false pretense thing. And Uh, No, you're right. It it is. I've always felt, okay, and I've said this about Michigan and Michigan State in football, and I've said this about Michigan and Michigan State in basketball, and and my buddy Intent to Deceive is in there. Uh, We'll we'll get to some draft stuff in just a minute. Um, Life is better when we have a very healthy Michigan and a very healthy Michigan State, okay? I I don't want to see Michigan – down. I don't really. I, I, I'm being deadly serious when I say that. Like the Rich Rod era, it, it was cute the first couple times Michigan State kind of got on them. And then it was like, no, it, I, I, I want them to be better. Like 2011 when they were better and 2015 when they were better. And the same thing happens with college basketball. I think it's a better thing. We all win. We get better coverage. There's more hype when both teams are better. And and you brought up Duke, North Carolina. There's no reason that Michigan, Michigan State can't be that. I mean, there really isn't a reason. And unfortunately, much like football, one or the other hasn't been able to keep up their end of the bargain for a while. It was Michigan. Now, certainly, it's been Michigan State. And the same thing could be said with basketball. When you think that Michigan's kind of going like this, right? And and certainly during the beeline era. And, and then early indications was, you know, it's going to be cool. This is going to be an unprecedented era. And as you said, I don't know a Michigan fan that could sit back today now and say, oh, we got to give Juwan Howard some time. It isn't working. For a myriad of reasons, no. it isn't working. And you add this to it, and it's it's unfortunate, man. It is. It's unfortunate. No, and like I said, the rivalry was in, like, basketball-wise, I think it was in an absolute amazing place a few years ago. Place. Yep. And nationally, people cared. It wasn't just yep. 
a local thing. And it was because both teams were good, 100%. But, like, come on. Peacock? Really? Are, Peacock. are you old? Ben Zalegi, by the way, waved his hand. He he knows they're playing tonight. Uh, Gordy, are, do you, have you ever heard of past television or on TV, Blake? Are you familiar? So because of uh, my good friend Ken Brown, I know what past television is. But okay. before working in radio, I had no idea. Do you know what on television is? Same thing. I, I know because of them. Okay. I, I Like for the people out there that don't know, like channel 20 at like eight o'clock at night on a Friday would just like disappear. You had to have a special box for your television and channel 20 would just disappear. And all of a sudden like on TV would come on. So guys like Gordy Wilson and I would sit there and watch the squiggly lines and convince ourselves that we saw the female breast because they would put movies on nice. TV. No, dude, I totally saw that right there. It was squiggly lines. You didn't <laughs> see anything, right? Well, did you I've also heard the stories about the the box that you could get from Canada to yes. like convert it. I've heard those Absolutely. stories. It's that real. you'd have to smuggle across the border. And if that that was a thing. That was yeah. that was a thing. Uh, I often say if they didn't have, if they had the center ice package when I was like a kid, I would be a bigger good for nothing than I am today. Like, could you imagine like, like when I was in my early twenties, like Mike and I were talking about this on the hockey show, by the way, Thursday night, I think we're going to do it at seven o'clock. Um, make sure you check out what the puck, but I, I'm not joking. Like I, I would say I'm not working Saturday night. I had a job and I tell my boss, I'm not like Saturday night. From the first week of October until early June, I don't work Saturday nights. I'll work until five o'clock at this pizzeria that I worked at, Little Caesars at five in Levan. But I'm going to be home to watch Hockey Night in Canada because you didn't get that many games, right? Yeah. And and uh, like back then, to sit at home every day and be able to watch hockey, I would have done nothing, nothing, absolute good for nothing. Well, that's a uh, uh, not to uh, you're going to get me going again. But that's a, like, so I have ESPN plus, so I can watch all the games around the country, but because of blackout restrictions, can't watch wings games. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I mean, obviously we're in a better place now. Like I can watch almost every college football game ever, which is all I really care about. I love it, but there's, I want to, I just want to be able to watch it all. I'm spoiled. Uh, and you know what? Can I just say this? I, I want to publicly commend you. I, I will not tolerate slander against the good name of Bally Sports Detroit. And you showed kindness. So thank you very much, pal. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, so it's funny. Intent to Deceive, as I mentioned, wrote JJ at 29. All right. Uh, tell me if this sounds familiar uh, to guys like you, Blake, and, and some of the people watching. Normally, in any other year, I would have probably done, and if you listen to any of my radio shows in the past, I would have probably have done no less than 550 mock drafts by now. You know, they've got the NFL draft uh, simulator on the phone. I literally have one up here. You know what? I, I'm going to practice what I preach. Watch this. Yeah, run a mock right now live. There's, look at, do you see that? There's my, there's my, uh, NFL mock draft simulator um, right now on my phone. 
because of the Lions' success, I have not thought much about the draft. And oh, by the way, I'm not sure you're aware of this. The NFL draft is here. We're going to do some stuff with our friends from the Detroit Sports Commission as well. It's really cool that they want to be a part of this because we certainly want to be a part of what they're doing. So we're going to do a lot of stuff with them leading up to the draft. If you haven't been to the draft yet, it, it is an event like no other. Blake, when I was doing the show with you and Lomas, how many times did we use some variation of this line? I don't think the average Detroiter understands the circus that's coming to town in April. I really, I don't think that people really get it. Now, if you're a big sports fan, you know what's going on. The people in the chat, you know what's going on. But I think the average Detroiter doesn't understand that we might have between 700,000 and a million people coming here for the NFL draft. And it's going to blow people's minds. But obviously here it's it's in Detroit. Uh, Blake, honest to God, I did my first mock draft yesterday. As I was in my morning period, I was wearing black in between sniffles and sobs after what <laughs> transpired in San Francisco. Uh, I started doing mock drafts and that helped get me out of my mood. But I, I mean, we're, dude, like, we're in mock draft season right now, oh, yeah. man. And it's funny because, listen, I, I mean, at least on this app, it, th this one that I use, they do have quarterback as one of those needs. And I'm one of those guys I'd like to play around with it. JJ could be there um, around that area. Michael Penix could be there around that area, depending on who else is there, because I think we all know they need a corner. They need a safety. I would like another wide receiver. I really, truly would. I'm not saying go get him in the first round unless there's a guy sitting there that has no business sitting there. But I think it's safe to say I would like another wide receiver as well. Dude, we're in that mode right now. Yeah. And now we can go full speed ahead. And you know damn well you're going to watch the Super Bowl. Maybe you're still being a big baby right now like I was yesterday. I'm not watching it here. I'm too hurt. <laughs> you know damn well you're going to watch it. But in the meantime, to help heal your poor widow heart, it, we can have some fun with some of these drafts, right? So do we, do we know if they're picking... 20 29th or 30th yet or do we not for, find out until after the super for Bowl? what it's worth on this nfl mock drafts uh simulator they have the lions currently picking at 29 they have okay. the lions at 29 the ravens at 30 uh casey in, at 31 and san francisco at 32 that makes sense yes. because the ravens were the one seed i think yes. that that's what it would come down to so yeah that makes sense um so according to this one um, you know, some guys that might be in the area. Um, Mitchell from Texas, their fine wide receiver is a guy that could be in the area. Uh, Kinchins, uh, Cameron Kinchins, safety from Miami of Florida. Uh, Kamari Lassiter, the cornerback from Georgia. And as intent to deceive brought up, how about a kid named J.J. McCarthy? They have him listed at 32. How about Kalen King? You know, he's a cast tech guy, Penn State. You know, would you get a guy like that at cornerback in the first round? So, I mean, to me, that's the coolest thing about looking at, at some of these drafts right now. There, there are going to be possibilities there. And let's face it, I, and I again, let's not forget Michael Penix. Uh, if, if, if he's sitting there in the second round, grab him like I did. That's the cool thing about something like this, because heading into this draft, and oh, by the way, the Lions already have an off-season grade of A right now. More on that in a second. But heading into this draft, uh, Blake, 
you've got Brad Holmes at the helm. And if that doesn't yeah. mean something to you by now, man, you just want to be that guy. You really do. You just want to be that guy. Hey, and obviously, like, I don't think his hit rate will stay at what it is. But even if it drops off a little bit, yeah. you're talking about a great draft again. So I I agree with you. I think they have to draft a corner. Like, no matter what, you better yep. find one because yep. you can't go back into this season like that. But in wide receiver, too, and wide receiver – because of modern college football is such a deep position. You can find guys later in the draft that will come in and make instant impacts for your team. 1000%. 1000%. And, and you know what? I think we're forgetting about a guy who, who just keeps going up and up and, and I think they've handled it the right way. And I'm talking about JMO. I, I, you know, expect JMO to have a far greater role with this team next year. You have to remember everything that he went through, whether it be the injury, whether it be the suspension, this is a guy that was behind the curve for quite some time. And I, mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say, Blake, and you tell me if I'm wrong, there were a lot of people that thought that JMO, they were using the B word not that long ago. I know a lot of people mm -hmm. out there. I have friends of mine that were using the B word. And I'm already, pull back, come on, pull back the reins. We can't make that, that judgment call yet. I think it's safe to say that that everybody's kind of excited about where this kid can take it. Yeah, I agree. And like that speed that you just can't coach. And to have a guy like that with that four two speed, like that run in the first quarter, man. I was so I was driving and I heard it on the radio. I saw the highlight and I was like, oh my gosh, that dude is different. And yeah, they'll find a way to make him work. And obviously, with the uh, offensive coordinator sticking around that knows how to work him and keep him in that scheme, that's going to help a lot too. Someone that knows him and knows his skill set already. For what it's worth, at the top of uh, this is, again, the Pro Football NFL Mock Draft Simulator. They have Caleb, number one, May, number two, Marvin Harrison, Jr., number three, Joe Alt, the fine offensive tackle from uh, Notre Dame, uh, number four. So it's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be interested to see how it plays out. I'm gonna say it for the umpteenth time. If you followed me, I did these drop draft podcasts, you know, for Lions Radio. We did draft shows for Lions Radio. Do not pay 100 percent attention to what a mock draft looks like today. Just don't. Mm -hmm. So many things are gonna change by the time we get to the underwear Olympics. So many things are gonna change by the time that we get a week or two before the draft. What you're looking at now isn't going to be what the boards look like. And Blake, it, it gives me a chance. One of my favorite bits is when they when you hear somebody say, oh my goodness, such and such stock is rising two weeks before the draft. How is their stock rising when everything's done? No, you're yeah. starting to find out what teams think about J.J. McCarthy, you're starting to find out what... So, oh my gosh, J.J. McCarthy was slated to go 28. Now people are talking about him going, you know, as high as 10. No, we're finding out what teams really think of the players and, and things like that. So that's a good thing. Ben said, remember the bachelorette parties in Nashville that complained about the amount of people in Nashville when the draft was there? The massive humanity coming to Detroit will be second to none. Absolutely. Absolutely. What did they say? 700,000? Was that the number that they used Something for like Nashville, that, yeah. if I'm not mistaken? 
Uh, Michael Huzak, our, our friend from Wealth Advantage, first DE, second wide receiver, third DB. In some variation, right? I, yeah. Because I, I think to me, I could be wrong. To me, Brad Holmes kind of showed everybody that it's silly to, to make that checklist last year. That draft was a perfect example of, what are we doing? We need this guy. We need that guy. Look, if your department knows what it's doing, you can get that guy in the second round. You can get that guy in the third round. He went with some value with those early picks. And most people, not everybody, most people didn't like those early picks. And I think we can sit back right now and say he's looking pretty good from last April's draft. Isn't it so weird, too, that like we don't have to talk about best player available? Like you're filling needs. Yep. And there's not yep. there's not glaring holes. I mean, the, there's one glaring hole in my opinion, which is cornerback. And yeah, another D end would be very nice, but also that's something you could add in free agency. There's other ways to do that. But there's not like this to this needs a rebuild. Like the we're not talking about that. It's so it's so weird. I am a firm believer as well that it, you you should go draft multiple cornerbacks, multiple cornerbacks. Yeah. And if you have, you find yourself with some extra picks later on in the draft, use them on cornerbacks. You cannot have enough corners in this league. You just can't do it. Uh, intent to deceive said, I think they'll go trenches or corner for what it's worth. Uh, Mike said, Milky Waters was a bus. What do you know? Do you know the legend of Milky Waters? Can I can I tell you that story, Blake? Are, are you familiar with Milky Waters' work? I am not. So many years ago, um, this is back when my friends, who you happen to be a fan of, um, th th it was all about the recruiting grades, right? Mm -hmm. It was all about the recruiting grades, and this team couldn't compete because their recruiting grades weren't top 10, and that team couldn't compete because their recruiting grades were top 10. And obviously, we know how that played out. Michigan's a national champion. Um, and I made up a guy named Milky Waters. He was a 6'7", 287-pound hybrid tight end slash edge rusher, and he was the nation's first six-star. Oh, wow. And you wouldn't believe how many people legitimately fell for Milky Waters up to the point where people were calling into a draft show that was being held uh, asking about who's this kid from Tacoma West. That's fantastic. I'm not joking. That, that happened. And then somebody started a Facebook page. It's probably still out there. Somebody started a Facebook page. I swear to God it wasn't me talking about the greatness of um, – Milky Waters. My son said the greatest to ever do it. Milky Waters, <laughs> the nation's only six-star athlete out of Tacoma. I think it was Tacoma East. I think that's where it was. Uh, David Billington said free agency will play big this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they offer the best DE or corner to come in. That's what's going to be interesting. And, you know, we made the comment earlier, and I I'm going to tell you point blank. I'm in shock. You know, I made the comment earlier as a teaser, the Lions already have an off-season grade of A. I cannot believe that Ben Johnson stayed. I thought it was a foregone conclusion that he was gone. I thought it was almost a foregone conclusion that he was going to Washington. Um, props to him for sticking around. I mean, that I think yeah. that takes some guts because he had the hot name. 
Um, and, and sometimes the hot name doesn't necessarily get an opportunity. I mean, we've seen guys here with hot names in the past that, that never really got their, their opportunity. But Blake, I, for one, I'm stunned that he's coming back. I'm happy about it, obviously, but I'm stunned he's coming back nonetheless. Yeah, no, I, I thought he was gone. Do you, what do you buy into these reports though, that he was asking for too much money? I saw a great post that uh, my pal Tony Paul made. Hi, Tony. And Tony, we'd love to have you on as, as a guest. You know that. Uh, Tony said, I don't necessarily buy that. And, and the reason he didn't buy that is something that I believe wholeheartedly. I don't think the average fan understands how much money these NFL teams make. I, ju I just... I, I have a tough time believing that that was a sticking point yeah. when these teams make as much. I mean, if you're in love with the guy, right? If you're in love with the guy and you think that's your guy, I, I think to, to suddenly claim poverty doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to me. It, it really doesn't. And I think if anything, Blake, maybe the COVID year showed us how much money these guys make, because you have yeah. to remember you didn't have the fans coming in. You didn't have that parking. You didn't have the concessions. Those teams made a beep load of money, a beep load of money. So I'm not, I, I'm not sure that was the case. I'm really, I'm not sure that that was the case. Now, if you remember when that report was first circulated, going back a few months, his agent adamantly denied that. I mean, for all I know, he's saying, okay, I'm happy in Detroit. Either somebody's going to give me 15 mil per putting me in the top five of, of coaches in the NFL or I'll wait my turn and continue to build my resume. I mean, maybe that happened. I, I don't know. What about you? I just, when I hear NFL teams crying, you know, poverty or too much money, things that aren't controlled by the cap, I, I have a difficult time believing it. I really do. Yeah, the only one I believe it out of is Al Davis because I think he's having issues of his own with paying for things. But sure. for Washington – like they have a new owner who wants to spend money and win. So I agree with you a hundred percent. I just wanted to see your thoughts on if it was even possible, but yeah, they have a new owner that wants to spend and I think he's going to spend and they'll figure out the next step. Mike from uh, wealth advantage said uh, he, he posted the quote from M live quote, talk to my wife about it. And we just came to a really good decision of, Hey, you know, we're happy where we are. We love where we are. We love being in Detroit, love the people here, and just decided to then go ahead and put the brakes on it right now. Just wasn't the time for us. I think some people, I can just speak on a personal level, some people, they really want to climb as fast as they, I'm guessing, can. Um, I firmly believe, who am I to tell a guy what is best for them, what is best for their family? I I, I I can't stand when people do that. I think we make it a little too personal. I don't know what's going on in one's life. I can tell you this as I've gotten older, you can't put a price tag on happiness. Mm -hmm. And and you know what? I'm sure that he, you know, eventually wants that job. But if they're happy right here and he really honestly feels like it's unfinished business, then go for it. Good for you, man. I, I The gig will be there. I, I'm old enough to remember, and I think the older guys, I mean, Sean Payton was the hot name for years, right? It was just a matter of time. And then it was almost like for a little bit, Sean Payton's star started to lose a little bit of the shine before he got the opportunity finally. And obviously he made the most of it. I mean, look, if you can coach 
and you got a reputation, they're you're gonna get your shot eventually. Yeah. You know, you you are unless you know unless you start going down the tubes, and uh, there's no sign of that now. Listen, I know we're all happy he's here, and I'm happy he's here. I'd rather have him here than not here. But I think, in the interest of being fair, there are some times that I think in his play calling, I think he outsmarts himself. Just one man's opinion. It doesn't happen often, but sometimes he goes down that. What's the best way to say it, Blake? The the smartest gets, man in the room routine. He gets too deep himself? in his bag. Yeah. Sometimes yep. he's in his bag. Sometimes he gets a little too deep in his bag. Uh, Todd said, I've had some time to think about the fourth down calls. I go the other way. Should have gone for the first one at the three-yard line. Drive that dagger deep or pin them at the three. Uh, that was um, out of character uh, in my honest opinion. I, listen, I'm going to say it again. I, I I haven't changed my opinion. That's what Dan Campbell is. Good, bad, or indifferent. We know what the coach is, okay? And I think the easiest thing in the world sometimes is to blame the coach because we love our beloved players so much. Execution is not on the coach. Mm-hmm. The play call was right. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's not even a Dan Campbell thing as much as it's a Ben Johnson thing. If Josh Reynolds catches a football like he's done 2,789 times in his life, um, we're not having the conversation at least about that specific opportunity. You know what yes. I mean? I We didn't uh, get a chance to talk about it after the game, but I don't have any issue with the fourth down calls. There's one mm-hmm. thing I have an issue with. What's that? Why are you running the ball on third down, on third and goal, with one minute left, and then having to burn a timeout? Yeah. That was idiotic. Yeah. It made zero. I'm not trying to make you relive it, and I'm very sorry. No, that's really but- cool. You want to come over and kick the puppy? You're coming over tomorrow. Why don't you come over and kick the puppy? <laughs> yeah, well, if I have time. You're supposed to be in. You're supposed to be in, and you're doing this to, to not only me, but yourself again? I'm, yes, you can up. come over and eat my meat. Yes, you can come over and eat my meat. <laughs> you can come over and eat my meat too. You, you, yeah, you can do that. Okay. Well, uh, my aunt Maureen in, in the chat said, "I imagine the draft will storm in like a football pandemic. It's huge for Detroit. It is. Uh, as somebody who's been to a draft, I don't quite know how to explain it. it it's okay. Think of Pride Plaza." on one of the Monday night games, that whole area, like Blake, you and I were out at buddies um, for the Monday night game where Lowe got into, you know, the, the pride of the lions, that whole area, like from one side of grand circus park um, down to the stadium was just like one giant, massive humanity two hours before the game. It was insane. Okay. And I even made the the joke, Blake, do you remember you were like my fullback? You were my lead blocker. Oh, yeah. Blake got in front of me and I was just following my blocker because we just wanted to get into the stadium as quickly as possible. Now I want you to multiply that. No joke. Probably by 10. Oh yeah. By 10. Yeah. So the 70,000 people that were hanging out around Grand Circus from Buddies all the way down Woodward, from one side of Comerica Park all the way to like the Opera House and beyond, okay? That one massive humanity that's trying to, Hank Stram, matriculate their way into Ford Field. 
Yes. Now multiply that by 10. You're going to be talking about 700,000 people down there. Now, not just that. There's fans of 32 teams. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and Blake, to the point, not all of those people are going to be going into Ford Field. They're just going to be hanging around outside and, and down at Campus Marshes. And, I mean, it's it's going to be awesome. We're going to get all the details. As I mentioned, if you missed it earlier, um, we're doing some stuff with our friends from the Detroit Sports Commission. Cannot thank them enough. Um, you know, whether it be Dave, whether it be Marty, whether it be my buddy Kurt, we're going to be doing some stuff with them. We're going to have specials here on the channel. Be down there as well for the draft. And, and that's the one thing that we, we keep trying to tell people. I, I don't think people understand how big of a thing this is. I Blake, I, I remember talking to somebody at the radio station I used to work for. And, and like, it's, really, this is a big thing? And I'm like, oh, you have no idea. You have yeah. no idea how big of a thing this is. John said there should be a media for the draft. I want to do something, but like we have to do it right. Does that make sense? Um, you, you're familiar with Mita, right, Blake? No. Men eating all the tasty animals. I did a giant barbecue when I was working mm. at the fan. And it was basically, I, I mean, I have no other, no other way to say it. It was a big middle finger to PETA. And I was like, hey, you do what you want. That's great. Don't tell me that I can't eat my brisket and I can't eat my burger. So we had some pretty big barbecues. One, the biggest one that we had was like at, at CompuWare Arena, which is now USA Hockey Arena. And there were probably 5,000 people there. It was unbelievable. I mean, it really was. And it was a heck of a time. So I'd like to do something like that again, but more grassroots. How's that? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mike's in. <laughs> He's in for a draft meetup. <laughs> Mike, what would be your first pick, Mike? Since is it, what 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 would be your first pick? I think uh, Blake, you would say pulled pork, right? Pulled pork yeah. would be your first round pick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob said, "Did you say more grass fed?" Uh, Jared, happy that Ben Johnson is returning, but the St. Brown up the middle was the smartest guy in the room. Play, you get what I'm saying, I, Jared. Love that Ben's back. Happy that Ben's back. I'm not complaining in any way, shape, or form. Like, I'd rather have him here than not here. But, yeah, we did see some smartest guy in the room stuff. We did. Uh, Elizabeth said she'll bring the buffalo chicken dip. Shout out my sister. Bring in the buffalo I think I just saw dip. my wife's head pop up when she when she hears buffalo chicken dip. Oh, oh Mike so going funny. with beef short ribs. That's, that's a great first-round selection. I went through my – I was infatuated with beef short ribs. That was like my thing in the fall, Blake. Um, oh, I know. It, I was it, not it, complaining. <laughs> it was great. That was – I had never I, I had went, them before oh, I came so over, good. and I was like, this is like – this is something completely new to me, and I love it so much. Oh, they are so damn good. The crazy thing about them, though, is that there's no uniform time. Like, I know I'm at the point with my ribs now, and I'm going to make a rack. Don't tell my son. I'm going to make a rack for my son before he takes off to L.A. because he loves my ribs. And, like, I know three hours in 45 minutes, man. Done. I put those on at 250, 345, done. They're going to be between 200 and 203 every time. I've done it so many times. The problem with beef short ribs is you might get one that's done in like four hours and seven minutes, 
and you might get another one that's done in six hours and 27 minutes. Ah, oh, Jack, you weren't supposed to hear that. Spoilers, Jack. What the hell? Right, Jack. Jack, I'm making you a rack of ribs tomorrow, okay? There, I let the cat out of the bag. I can probably hear you from upstairs. Yeah, I can probably honest. can. So, um, no, we were joking about this. One of the things, we only have a few minutes left, but um, I was binge eating yesterday. That's how I, um, that, that's oh, how you I. You were um, doing, you want that? You want like breakup. I did. It did. If I had bonbons, I would have eaten them. I probably would have put on a lifetime movie if if I knew what channel it was. I mean, I like really, I was that I was like that despondent yesterday. And one of the things that we wanted to do, and we're going to ask all you guys as well. Okay. Um, What's your favorite pizza? Seriously. You get to pick one. I know how hard it is, okay? Because, like, for me, let me give you, if I'm in his neck of the woods, I go see my man, Freddie the Pizza Man, all the time. I'm a New York-style guy. Like, that's, that's. Mm -hmm. I know people love Detroit-style. No disrespect to Detroit and the Detroit-style. I'm a New York-style guy. I like that, that thin crust and load the toppings on there for me. That's my jam. So, if I'm if I'm close to where Freddie is, shout out to Freddie. I'm gonna pop into my boy Freddie's. But since I'm on the other side of town, I have no problem driving 17 minutes. Not that I've driven it 700 times um, to my boyhood place, Primos at Seven in Farmington. If I had to pick one pie, and that's what stunk yesterday because Primos opens at like four, so I was like. Do you know what I would do to a Primo's large right now at about one o'clock in the afternoon, man? Jeez. All right. So what what are you going with? What are you going with, Blake? I'm going to ask you point blank. One pie, one pizza. That's it. Who are you picking? Have you had Moots downtown? I have not. No. Moots is awesome. Where where is it located? It's uh, it's not far from Ford Field at all. It's uh i'm trying to think i i went there with the wife when we went to see frozen at the opera house so it's right around there and it and there be do you like new york style because they're like old italians from new york oh. and it's a six spot it's very cool um they do a bunch of work with mitch and stuff with eat detroit so that's why i know about it and their pizza is fantastic can we uh, take a road trip yeah of course i would love that yeah let's take a road yes. trip yeah. Um, and then I, I also like Sapinos downtown. Um, but there's a place right over by me in Harrison township, uh, Luigi's that has really good pizza. Really good. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. So the, did the, did the wings, the wings logo fell again? It wasn't Habs man. I swear it was not Habs man. A uh, couple, you know what you said, Sapinos, and I laughed. Uh, my wife is a big Sapinos, love Sapinos. Sapinos. Uh, she said, "Buddies and Camparis." I'm going to tell you what, and I know this is going to be heresy to a lot of you. The Buddies thin crust pizza is unbelievable, and I know everybody and their brother goes to Buddies because of the the Detroit style pizza. Give me that thin crust pizza all day. I know my buddy Mike really likes their uh, gluten-free style, but I'm telling you, if if you like the thinner crust, Buddy's thin crust is unbelievable because you get you get the crunch of the Detroit style. You know, it's baked in that pan. It's just you know, it it really is. It's like that that thick. 
It's so damn good. Out Kirk's BC Pizza, up north pizza. BC Pizza's everywhere. It it's it like if you go up north, there are a bunch of BC pizzas all over. That's a good pie. Aaron said Jets well done is hard to beat. I know if my daughter picked one, she's going Jet Square. She Jets loves is, Jet Square. Jets is undefeated. Like it it is so good. Like you can't go wrong with a Jets pizza. Uh, Green Lantern, there's a pizza war in Livonia right now because about a mile down the road from Primo's, Green Lantern opened, and Green Lantern is unbelievable. It is mm-hmm. a great pie. Lynn, I'm with you, loves a thin crust pizza. Uh, oh, my gosh, Mike brought up Como's in Ferndale. Has by far the best gluten-free pizza. It's Detroit-style. Billy Como, when I was working at the fan downtown, used to drop off pies all the time. Como's. Very underrated spot at Nine and Woodward, right? Nine and Woodward, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure. Um, your sister my said family, Jets and my, Ranch. Oh, Jet, yeah, Jets Ranches. Are you a ranch guy? No. You come no. off as a blue cheese kind of guy, you know? Now I, I know mean, Mike is Mike's in the chat. He's smiling because he knows I gosh, I love my blue cheese. Oh, love it. Yeah, Absolutely I'm a big good. ranch guy. Huge ranch. Where guy. Darren said Louis Pizza. Where's Louis at? Darren, if you got a second, let me know where Louis is at. Um Todd said, lived in New York for four years, closest I found in Detroit area. Brooklyn Pizza in Birmingham. It's got the leopard spots and crust so thin you have to fold it. That's what I'm talking about. That's, That's like, like seriously. That oh. I love that. Uh, John said, I always love the Chicago deep dish from Pizza Popolis in Greektown. Have a couple of pieces. You are full for the rest of the day. There used to be a place in the soup called uh, Dano's. On Sundays, you could get an extra, extra large Supreme two for one. Jeez, oh, Pete. Uh, Rob said, Louis, north of Eight Mile on DeQuinder. Darren said, 26 and Shaner for his suggestion. Um, see, we're helping each other out right now because like for me, like Blake, seriously, I, and you can ask my family. I just ate yesterday. I ate and ate and ate. It got my mind. I'm not being like goo goo baby either. I was really that despondent after the lion's loss. It was like, okay, I got to do something today. So I, I ate a lot. So you're, but you're, so you had pizza. That's like your comfort food. I had everything yesterday. <laughs> Trust me. I had I one of those uh, days I, you know, I, I, as you know, I dropped about 30 pounds in the summer. It was one of those days I was like, yeah, I'm going to gain two or three of it back today. I think I'm going to gain two or three of it back today. So I'm um, an ice cream guy like through like I love I love ice cream. Like, yeah, uh, you, you weren't at my wedding because you couldn't make it for whatever reason. You were like calling a game, whatever. I'm not over that. Can you believe how mean he is? <laughs> he's, he's throwing that in my face. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> But it was literally, uh, so the person that officiated our wedding, it was in like our vows about how much I love ice cream. That's how much I love ice cream. I, um, I go through periods. My, my family will go, Oh, oh, dad's got a sweet tooth where I, I might not eat it for nine months. Like seriously, I won't, but man, when it strikes, Blake, I have to have it. I have to have it. And, and like, I destroy it when it strikes, you know? So there's Thin this crust point. every time, all day, 100%. Thank God for Roma Village out here in Imlay City, just like homemade. I'm with you there. 
Green Lantern at seven in Newburgh. Yeah, Dave, as I mentioned, there's a pizza war brewing on the mean streets or, uh, you know, brewing on the mean streets of Livonia. Seven in Newburgh is Green Lantern. Seven in Farmington is Primo's. And I mean, they are two great pies. They really are. Both of those pies are great pies. Uh, Kirk said uh, Bell Isle Pizza on Jefferson. Rob said any fans of Windsor Pizza, sneaky, good, and unique. I will vouch for that one hundred percent. Now it depends where you go to. To me, if you go to the Ma and Pa places, that's one thing. I'm not a pizza pizza guy, uh, but the Ma and Pa places, some of those places, absolutely one hundred percent. So, Drew, how are you? Coach Moffat appreciated as well. So, Blue, uh, you know, Blake, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Because now I think, like everybody, I, I'm going to go see if I can find a pizza. I and don't go. get me, Cajun crust will always do me well from Hungry Howie's. I'm a big fan of that Cajun okay. crust. I like it all over the pizza, though, not just on the crust. I'll go, can you pretend like I'm a jerk customer and you hate me and just dump that Cajun stuff all over it? And, man, it cooks in there. It's so damn good. Uh, any anything else you want to jump on, friend? No, I just got to go and uh, you know sign into my Peacock account and watch Michigan lose to Michigan State in basketball. I can't wait. Freaking Juwan. You know, we might have to have a conversation. What went wrong? Because I, I thought it was a great hire. I, I, honest to goodness, I thought it was a great hire. A guy that was ready to, um, you know, I mean, heck, there were teams talking about him in the National Basketball Association. Yeah. For goodness sake, and no, I, I, I agree. Don't know I, I don't know what punch, it, he started like punching other coaches and stuff. Yeah. It all really went downhill from there. Big Alora. Yes. We were at Big Alora last Friday. They have like this prosciutto pizza. Ooh. Prosciutto as a topping is rock solid. I might add very, very, very By good. By the way, uh, Darren's comment proves my point. Uh, it's at 9 PM. Isn't that sad? If anyone was wondering, Michigan and Michigan state are playing basketball tonight at 9 PM. Yeah. Yeah. Todd said, I can knock down a large Cajun crust with ham in 10 minutes. They're so damn good. Aaron, Michigan is a team of individuals. Ben, he can't recruit. The one and done's killed him. David, he bitch slapped his career away. That's that's the correct answer. That's the one we end on right there. Most importantly, Blake, we almost stayed on time. We almost stayed. We have, okay, all right, so I'm, I'm going to let you in. We said 40 minutes tops because our our society now has the attention span of a gnat. So mm-hmm. we said 40 minutes tops. And what are we at? About 46 minutes? Yes. And I'm going to ag- hit this button and it's all over. We'll talk again Saturday. Don't forget, check out What the Puck, the show dedicated to the greatest game on earth. I have no qualms saying it. Now nobody will yell at me for talking about it and saying it. Have yourselves a great night. Thanks for checking us out. Tell your friends about it. Bye. Off the air with Sean Belegian, featuring Sean Belegian and Blake Matrizak. Produced by Todd Losey and Blake Matrizak. Executive produced by Sean Belegian and Todd Losey. Theme song, incidental music, and related sound effects are from Play It Loud by Jam Studio. Engineering, mixing, and graphic design support provided by the unsyndicated podcast team. Don't forget to like and subscribe to off the air with Sean Belegian on all your favorite channels. While you're there, be sure to rate and review the podcast. Got something to say to Sean? Call the unsyndicated hotline at 248-237-3257.